Baseball Money is Fake on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by EdgeBoost. EdgeBoost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Welcome to Baseball Money is Fake. A fantasy baseball podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am Blake Meyer, and we are at it again on a Thursday. What's well, Thursday now? If you're listening to this on your podcast stream, it'll be Friday, more than likely. Hope you're having having an excellent Friday. I know the weather here in Washington State is great, and there's been a lot of great baseball played out here lately. I mean, even if you're not a fan of the the Mariners, the Yankees. Played some great baseball in the, the games before that. But as always, I'm here with my man, Ryan Gilbert. How you doing today, man? Yeah, doing well. It's uh, hot here in Philly as well. This was being in the 90s on Friday. So, yeah, uh, June 1st also. This is the first episode of June. This is when, you know, baseball starts to really pick up. I was like, okay, you know, the, the first stretch of the season is over. Look at where your team's at and see what you got to do the rest of the way, both for fantasy baseball and, and real teams. So, yeah, this should be, uh, especially now with the uh, Stanley Cup finals, NBA finals going on. So, a few more weeks. Uh, we'll have just baseball in two or three more weeks. I can't wait to finally be the only sport that's like <laughs> ruling the world. There's always for... something else going on, Blake. Don't worry. Oh, Baseball, baseball's never number one. Football always finds a way to sneak itself into the narrative. It never, never ceases to amaze me how long football stays relevant, even when it's not being played. But I mean, I guess, I mean, I'm a Chiefs fan, so I should probably like football a little more than I do. Not that I hate football, but baseball is life, baby. Baseball pays some of my bills. So I got I got to have a special place in my heart for it. Uh, speaking of special place in my heart, George Kirby yesterday pitched an absolute fucking gem. Eight innings, no walks, seven Ks, no runs. Uh, since he got called up last year, he's thrown 201 innings. He has a 6.84 K nine or K walk ratio. I almost fucked that up, uh, which is tops in all of baseball. And he has a 3.4% walk rate, which is tops in all of baseball. Uh, his big thing that he was touted for coming up as a prospect was his command. Uh, and we see a lot of guys, that have good command in the minors and they get touted for it and they get called up. And I mean, the command is kind of there, but they can't miss bats. Like they, they have the good command because all they do is throw strikes. But when you get to the major league level, if all you do is throw strikes, you get hit around quite a bit. George Kirby has found a way to literally just paint the corners of the strike zone nonstop. And that was one fun ass game to watch yesterday. Yeah, I saw something. I'm trying to find it now. Michael Ballman at, at Fangraphs wrote about it. George Kirby has decided to stop giving up walks. He decided to decide to beat people in the zone. It's amazing that he can do it, and it's amazing what he's doing for the Mariners. I mean, that start against the Yankees definitely just showed how good he can be, and he's still so young that the Mariners have pretty pretty good core there with uh, him and Jerrod, not to mention everyone else. Yeah, and I think the most impressive thing that George Kirby did yesterday was in I think it was the first at bat against Aaron Judge. He threw him two off-speed pitches right out of the gate. Judge swung at neither of them. They both went for a ball. He hits him with a strike on the outside corner, and then he literally just threw him two fastballs just right down the dick and dared him to hit him, and Judge swung and missed at both. Like that's That takes some absolute balls 
I mean, it takes some absolute balls to do that against any hitter, but to do that against Aaron Judge, who just killed your team for two straight dates and has been killing all of Major League Baseball, mm -hmm. to be like, you know what? I dare you to hit this, and when you miss, I'm going to throw it again, and I dare you to hit it again, and he couldn't do it. And it's yeah, things that, like that, that are incredible. Great bounce box. Bounce back spot five for him, too, after the bad start against the Pirates to uh, start before. So, yeah, good, good, good for Kirby to see, see that back. Yeah, and... To transition into what I really wanted to do this episode, uh, I know last episode, me and you, I guess you posed to me the question, uh, would I rather have Dalton Varsho or Francisco Alvarez for the rest of the year? Would I really have Matt McClain or Carlos Correa for the SD rest of the year? And it got me thinking as I was doing my rest of the season rankings over at Fantasy Pros, there's a few that, I, that caught my eye that I thought, you know what, I should ask you on the pod how you feel about the rankings or who you would rather have you want me to do your work for you basically pretty much yes okay yeah just make sure uh, i'm understanding that correctly i i will throw out there that these are guys none of them are crazy different in my rankings positional wise like i'm not not asking you that my number eight and number nine who would you rather have i'm okay. not doing that like but they're like within five six picks of each other just to who would you rather have my first one right out of the gate it might be my favorite one it's one one of my favorites, Josh Young or Alex Bregman. Who would you rather have rest of the year at third base? Ooh, Josh Young. Josh Young has been absolutely killing the baseball. I know that because mm -hmm. I have him in my keeper league, and I have uh, Yoshida for rookie of the year. And I think Young is going to get there. Um, I, I think, I think Young. I mean, Bregman's hitting two forty five with seven home runs. Young is hitting two ninety five with twelve home runs. It's a matter of if he can can keep it up. I don't have his baseball savant page pulled up, but I imagine he's hitting the ball pretty well. I mean, he's better by far right now. So I would imagine even if both players regress to maybe what they should be, I could still see Young being the the better third baseman. As crazy that sounds, I mean Bregman, I think is the more more just like becoming a guy that you know he's he's good all around, not great in one category. He never really was. Last year, twenty three home runs, nine. 93 RBIs, I guess, is pretty good. Hit 259. So, yeah, I, th I think Josh Young is a big up-and-comer and possibly already better than quite a few third basemen you may not think about. Uh, I mean, I agree. I have uh, I have to tweak my rankings a little, which happens ev like every time you do your rankings, like you set them and you're like, all right, these are my rankings and these are good. But then every time you look at them, like even if I just go to reference them real quick, I'm always like, ah, oh, I, I, I gotta tweak this. Yeah. Uh, right now I have Josh Young at number nine and Bregman at number 11 on my third base list. Who, who's 10? Bregman's uh, Christian. No, uh, Anthony Rizzo. Third base? This is my number 10. Yeah, he has third base eligibility. No, oh, no, Anthony, sorry, not Anthony. Anthony Rizzo, Rizzo does not right. have third base eligibility. Anthony Rendon. I, I sound like I know what I'm talking about. Don't I? No, I got my I got my fucking rankings right here. Uh, number ten, I have Manny Machado. There we go. Manny I Machado. Should, I should have okay. known that off the top. You should have known that one. He, he <laughs> he's still hurt, right? I think. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's coming back this weekend, I believe. Is the okay. this weekend or beginning of next week? Yeah, all those San Diego guys have kind of taken a taken a hit from their initial ranking. Soto has been picking it up more. Mm -hmm. Xander had a hot start, but yeah, maybe they'll get get hit in here as we go into June. All right, and then my next one. Actually, do we want to do the ad or do we want to roll into another one? Uh we can we can do the ad really. We're deciding which player here gives you the edge, and we're brought to you by Edge Boost. 
Edge Boost is the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. Edge currently offers up to $2,500 in betting advances, which can be an extremely valuable tool. Imagine what you can do with an increased bankroll. Get down on some of your favorite futures without tying up your bankroll for months. Double down on a favorite bet you like, or even use it to create an awesome middle or hedge opportunity. Edge Boost isn't some sleazy loan shark as they charge zero interest. Do you know of a way you can access more money to place on your favorite bets without paying any interest? Support SGPN and grow your bankroll by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Okay, so moving on from that fiasco, I just had trying to remember <laughs> fucking Manny Machado's name, which I don't understand why I couldn't remember that. Uh, moving on to the next one I wanted to ask you. At first base, that's why I was okay. thinking first base. Okay. Who would you rather have, our boy Vinny P or Anthony Rizzo? Oh, that's that's uh, probably Rizzo. Rizzo's hitting 304 with 11 home runs. Vinny P is just 267, nine home runs. And you have the lineup, you have the ballpark. I think Rizzo is an easy, pretty easy slam dunk there. Not not even that close. And see, I'm I'm slightly the other way. I've got Vinny P number eight. I got Rizzo ten. Rizzo will likely get moved up higher if the the batting average continues to stay up. I know Rizzo tweaked his swing a little bit this year, which older guys don't normally do. So I think it'll be a little sustainable. And of course, the no shift helps Rizzo as well. But yeah, Vinny P. I'm looking at, at his baseball savant page. It, it is pretty red. Um, Rizzo's is fairly red as well. But yeah, um, Vinny P. 91st percentile expected batting average, 84th percentile expected Woba, expected slugging 76. So he, he's just, he's probably a little bit unlucky right now, but I still don't think I can take him over Rizzo. Yeah, it's tough. It just comes down to what you value more home runs or like just pure hitting ability, I guess. Cause like we talked about Vinny P last year, last year he walked the same amount of times that he struck out this year. He's walking at like a 9% rate and striking out at a 10% rate. So he's still pretty close there. 16 doubles. So the nine home runs is cool, but it's not earth shattering. But he's got 16 doubles to go with it. So he's if you're in a total bases league, he's doing pretty well. But yeah, that lineup. And and, and that ball should start him. carrying more now in, in, in the summer too. So some of those doubles should turn into home runs. Yeah, so I'm... I, I, I didn't realize he had so many doubles. 16 doubles. Rizzo only has eight doubles. I'm not sure how many... Uh, homers he'd have outside of Yankee Stadium, but maybe that's closer than, than, than I than I thought. Yeah, it's ones like that are where it starts to get tough when you're doing your rankings because then you look at like I I could convince myself either way, like liking one over the other in that scenario. And between the two, I have so I got Vinny P eight, uh, I got Anthony Rizzo ten, I got Christian Walker nine. So just a, Christian Walker is a very Anthony Rizzo esque kind of player doesn't have the batting average but has more power arguably okay, so so Vinny Pasquantino has nine home runs at Yankee mm -hmm. Stadium he would have 11 oh, Rizzo cool. has opposite I believe Rizzo has 11 home runs correct Rizzo has 11 home runs yep. yeah and at Kaufman Stadium he would have seven so both players I mean it is much closer than I initially thought I still think Rizzo has a track record, but also the the injury risk because he's day to day right now. I think he's had mm -hmm. a neck issue right now. He's had back issues before, but I, I still think Rizzo. But you know what? Maybe sell. Maybe now is the time to sell high on Rizzo and buy low on Vinny if you can make, swing for that. Uh, take, that take is a Vinny very good point. 
get Vinny in right. like a pitcher or Vinny another batter for Rizzo and like you a slight downgrade there, but yeah, good point there. That that is a very good point. Uh my next person that I throw at you um would be we'll stay with the Anthony Rizzo train to be Anthony Rizzo or Nathaniel Lowe. Who would you rather have? That, that, that's Lowe only has five home runs, which, which I did not realize, especially in that Texas lineup where they're all hitting for power. Mm-hmm. Um, off off the surface here, I still think I go with Rizzo. Um, not quite as easily as initially over uh, Pasquantino. Let me look up Nathaniel Lowe's uh, baseball savant page here real quick. But yeah, fairly red. Um, expected home runs by ballpark. He'd have four in Yankee Stadium. So it's not even like he's hitting the ball that hard. Yeah, I still think I'd probably have Rizzo just above Nathaniel Lowe. See, I have I have Nathaniel Lowe at seven. For me, like seven to seven to like eleven on the first base rankings mm-hmm. are all very similar style players for me. I have Lowe at seven, so I have him above Rizzo, just mainly because so the run scoring he scores a shit ton of runs in Texas because he seems to always be on base. Uh, he's got an on base percentage. That's oh man, his on base percentage is 355 this year. It's pretty damn good, hitting 277. Again, another doubles guy. He's got the 16 doubles, but he scored 40 runs already this year. So he helps you there. Uh, Where does he? Uh, he he bats third in that lineup. It's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So plenty of at bats to be had. And then uh, the only real difference between this year and last year with him is he's struggling to hit breaking pitches. Last year. Uh, he hit breaking pitches re- pretty well, 293 average against, 268 expected batting average. Uh, but this year, just 208 with a 218 expected batting average, killing off-speed and fastballs, though. Like, he's hitting off-speed pitches and fastballs better. So I'm assuming that the breaking pitches will come around because he is somebody that has hit breaking pitches very well in his career. So I highly doubt he just forgot how to hit a fucking curveball after he hit him so well last year. So I think it'll come around and there's a lot of counting stats to be had in that lineup. Even if he does just hit say 20 home runs, I think that's what I think he hit 27 last year. So even if he just gets back to 20 this year, he's a a hundred RBI hundred run scored guy hitting in the high two hundreds. Yeah. The seven through 11 are all fairly Mm -hmm. interchangeable. Like you can't really like, yeah. Like if you put Rizzo at seven, like above those guys, I, I wouldn't be mad. I could put him there right now and I would still be, completely comfortable with my rankings where do you have rowdy telez in your, in your first base rankings rowdy is at 13 okay you have christian walker a bit, a, a bit above that i, uh, christian I, walker's I at imagine nine. christian walker's number nine okay. i actually got asked uh actually so i didn't i didn't get asked this one uh in one of the groups that i'm in somebody asked this question who would you rather have rest of the season rowdy telez or ryan mountcastle hmm Probably Telez, just because he has the bigger name. But as I look now at the numbers, Mountcastle also has 11 home runs and 233. Probably Telez, because Mountcastle has that big left field in, at uh, Oriole Park, too, which I'm not a fan of for him. Yeah, Mountcastle is one of those guys that always seems to underperform his like expected stats and all of that. Like, we look at his baseball savant page. 93rd percentile in barrel rate. He's got a 16% barrel rate, had a 15% barrel rate last year. Uh, 92 mile per hour average exit velocity. 
Expected batting average of 272, but he's only hitting 230, which sucks. He's a big fly ball hitter, which is part of it because, like you said, they got that left field fiasco at his home park. So it does kind of ding his uh, batting average a little bit. His expecting average batting average is always going to look good, but I have him at I have Mount Castle at 11. I got Rowdy at 13. I just Rowdy hasn't been he hasn't been bad. But he hasn't been as consistent as I wanted to see out of Rowdy, who was on my must-have players list. Yeah, but that, that's just what Rowdy is. Though. That's what we've discussed, like with him and Gallo and whatnot. Um, someone I want to ask, ask you about in in the kind of that same vein, but an outfielder who was recently dropped in my twelve-team main league, um, mm. Hunter Renfro. We were high on him going into the season. He still has ten home runs for the Angels, hitting two forty-eight, but has not hit well uh, as of late. Over the past 14 days, he's 11 for 46 with no home runs, only hitting 239. I was looking at him earlier. He's still on waivers. He had a better second half last year than first half, so maybe this mm-hmm. is just like his little little rut here he's going through. But do you have any Renfro, and would you be looking to pick him up if he was available? I have Renfro in one league. Uh, it's a 12-team points league. I'm not the happiest about it, but... He is one of those guys that tends to be better than the rest of the waiver wire options that are out there, even if he has been struggling lately. Uh, in a 10-team league, I don't know if he's somebody that I would target because you could probably find somebody better in a 10-team. But in a 12-team, he he's likely better than your best waiver wire option, unless you're in some weird weight like league where some crazy person like like drops Aaron uh, Nolan Arenado <laughs> in my in my points league. Still wish I picked him up. Yeah, he still has the eight percent barrel rate. That is the worst of his career. Not a fan of that. But he has a two fifty one expected batting average. That's his highest since twenty twenty one, and his third highest ever. So there is still hope there. He is still hitting in a lineup that does score a lot of runs. Their pitching sucks, so they don't win a lot of games. But they score a lot of runs, so there is the ability to get you those counting stats that you need, and I think the power will come around. Again, he's one of the rare 30 home run level or caliber players, which you don't find very often. So, yeah, I I would pick him up if it was me, if it was a 12-team or or deeper league. 10-team, I'd probably pass. Yeah, I mean, I didn't realize how good he's just consistently hit for power throughout his career. I think he's Mm -hmm. probably overlooked as one of the not best power hitters of the past five years, but like 26, 26, 33, 31, 29 on pace for 30 this year. So, yeah, I think I'm going to probably pick him up, especially because I'm kind of in a position where I I do have a a roster spot to play with. So I'll I'll pick him up, see if he can pan out. If not, I'll I'll drop him like these other guys and I'm giving a shot. Oh, yeah. All right, and also, make, oh, no, make sure you give it a shot. You get two shots to win with the NBA Finals and the Stanley Cup Final Contest. We've got two more free contests for on the exclusively on the SGPN app. There's series prop and games props. Um, NBA Finals start tonight, Thursday night, so make sure you get in there. Uh, Stanley Cup Final starts on Saturday for Game 1. There's a $100 SGPN gift card up for grabs for each contest. You can get some sick uh, Baseball Money is fake merch. So make sure you download the SGPN app and enter today. Okay, so this is the last one I have for you before we get into some injury news and weekend streaming options and some other good stuff. So from right now, moving forward, who would you rather have? Spencer Steer 
or Rowdy Telez? I think I'd rather have Rowdy Telez. I'm not. I'm not buying into the, the Spencer Steer hype. I didn't buy into the Brent Rooker hype, and I, I was disappointed for a bit. But he's been dropped in in my league again. I don't know. Spencer Steer, though, he has the Great American Ballpark. He's had a, a great power surge recently. I, I honestly don't know enough about him, so I'm going to look up his minor numbers and stuff. But uh, who do you have higher? Rowdy for now. I need to see another month of Spencer Steer just to be sure what I'm looking at. And I kind of want to see how they utilize him after Ellie gets called up. But, man, I tell you what, if somebody came to me and said, I just dropped Rowdy Tellez for Spencer Steer, I don't think I would be upset about it. In May, he hit 318 with eight doubles, a triple, six home runs, and 19 RBIs in 27 games. He dropped his strikeout rate from 23% to 18%. His on-base percentage was 372 and an OPS of 945, which is 200 points higher than it was in April. It's like it's like Dr. Jekyll and it's like Jekyll and Hyde. Like it, yeah. April, he wasn't that great. May, he's I recommended him two weeks ago in my fantasy base or my fantasy pros weekly waiver wire article. That's a tongue twister. Uh, as somebody that needs to be on everybody's radar, and he just keeps tearing the absolute cover off the ball. So for now, I'm Team Rowdy, but uh, a I, month from now, it might be Steer. Yeah, I, I think I'm. Um, I think I'm on. The, I'm on the Steer train here now that I look more at his minor league numbers last year in 106 games between Double A, Triple A. For what, what was he traded for? Was him Strand and someone else for to, to the Twins? But uh, I'll try to look that. But 23 home runs last year in 106 games. At, pretty much one every four games. So over a full season, 35 to 40 home runs already has eight and 52 this year. So that's on pace for, for 24 at least. Yeah. Uh, I, I like, I like steer steer seems like a more fun option too. like, like Telez, you might end up having on the bench for his power streak, but steer having first base and third base should be able to get into your lineup uh, more often. And uh, you know, he's hot right now. So I, I would definitely pick him up if, if he's available. And I, pro- I probably would drop to Les Form, honestly. Yeah, there, there, there's always something to to ride in the hot streaks, which mm-hmm. we, we talked about how you got to monitor the hot streaks. You want to ride the hot streaks when you can, especially if it's one that can be sustained for a little bit. Uh, it's hard to pick somebody up just because you know they're going to have a good four-game stretch. But, I mean, you can do that. You just have to be one of those guys that monitors your lineup very often like you have to be able to notice when that hot streak is over and cut bait right then uh, spencer steer 78 percent uh, percentile on sprint speed that's man's got a little speed out there and he doesn't chase very many pitches as well which is cool to see love to see that he upped his launch angle four degrees this year which i think might be paying off in the heart of contact almost 90 miles an hour average x to be low yeah, I team rowdy for now, but steer is creeping up my list quite a bit. I think I have steer at number 19 right now. So six spots back of rowdy. Steer was traded along with, um, I think, Encarnacion Strand and someone else for, according to this article, uh, Tommy Miley, who I think is related to Tyler, who might be, might be his brother. I mean, the Reds came out ahead in that deal. That's for damn yeah, sure. Absolutely. But injuries. 
Uh, there has been a few recently. Justin Steele was just pulled after three innings of no-hit ball with a forearm issue, which is like the worst thing you could hear for a pitcher. Anything that has to do with their pitching arm just fucking sucks. I've been a big Justin Steele guy all offseason. Ryan's been a big Justin Steele guy all offseason. Been riding the Steele train. And it looks like the wheels may have fallen off that train because, I mean, at the very least, he's probably out a month minimum. But it, this is one of those ones where you're waiting for the MRI because it could be a year. Like, it could be out till next year, just depending on how it goes. So if you have Justin Steele, monitor uh, what those MRI results are. But I'm not holding out a ton of hope because they wouldn't have pulled him from the game if it wasn't something, like, really bad. Yeah, apparently David Ross said the more he watched him throw, the more worried he got. But, yeah, I mean, similar to the Jeffrey Springs thing a few months ago, we were like, you know, doesn't look good, but wait and see. For for Springs, unfortunately, it was Tommy John, but I think there have been pitchers recently where it's like, okay, they, they went down, but they're, they're back in, in, you know, a few weeks. So hopefully that's the case for uh, Justin Steele. But if not, you're going to have to find some stars on the waiver wire or maybe make some trades. Yeah, it seems like so many of his uh, pitchers that are actually doing well this year are just ending up hurt, which is a pain, especially for some of us that, that planned on this success. And so we drafted guys like Justin Steele when nobody was really talking about him early on in the offseason. And he it turns out that he's the shit and now he's hurt. And now you got to go into the cesspool of the waiver wire and try and find yourself some kind of replacement when – as everybody knows, pitching is bare this year, so trying to rely on waiver wire guys can get very tough. There's still a few decent ones out there that could be picked up, but if you lost Justin Steele, you likely lost the best pitcher on your fantasy team this year, at least like points-wise. So that could be a tough one. So we just got to monitor what the MRI says, but take it. Just be prepared for the work. Yeah, and we'll continue to offer you guys some streaming options coming up for the weekend and two-star pitchers next week. So that should be able to help you in the short term. Uh, some other more positive injury news. Uh, Jose Alvarado was cleared for a rehab assignment. I think I saw he's going to pitch at least twice down there before being activated. Craig Kimbrell has taken over as the Phillies' primary closer, got his 400th career save. But have to imagine Alvarado will be back in there. Maybe not right away, but once he's back to 100% and firing those bullets again, and um, and then Giancarlo Stan also coming back. I'm activating yes. him. Activated today, so hopefully that's another another big bat for the Yankees. Another uh, big bat for to drive in Anthony Rizzo. Yeah, and they could use that with Harrison Bader getting hurt. They could use somebody else in the lineup that can inject a little excitement. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton, the king of power. Like everybody talks about how hard and how far Judge hits the ball. Giancarlo Stanton leads. The like, isn't it? He leads all the baseball in the Statcast era with uh, hard hit baseballs, and it's I by so, he yeah. leads it by like fifty over the second place person. So all he does is mash. So it's going to be fun to see him back. We'll have to see how it goes. I think he's somebody that's worth picking up now. If he wasn't already rostered, because I know in a few of my leagues he got dropped when he went on the the IL. So he's rostered in ninety two percent of Yahoo league. So really, if he's available, pick him up. But yeah, oh, yeah, he's always someone that you know. If he, if he's healthy, he's he's capable of hitting a lot of home runs. 
Uh, somebody that should have been capable of hitting a lot of home runs, but hasn't and is now injured is Chris Bryant for the Colorado Rockies. I uh, just went on the injured list with a, a bruised heel. Some of these injuries are a little odd, but I'm not quite sure how long he's going to be out for. A bruised heel is not something that's going to cost him weeks and weeks and weeks. Couldn't imagine. So more than likely just hold Chris Bryant for now if you have him rostered. But he has been teetering on my does he deserve to be rostered all the time list. Because, I mean, his home field is course field. He's only got five total home runs this year. He's hitting 263, no stolen bases, and just 17 RBI. Average exit velocity, 86.8 miles an hour, not good. Uh, expected batting average, 268, so he's going right up to his expected batting average. His K rate's only 17%, which is cool. So, like, in points leagues, he does hold a little more weight there, but in category leagues... If you were looking for a sign to drop Chris Bryant, maybe just use this injury as an excuse to because he's not he's not what everybody hoped he would be in Colorado. Yeah, I mean, I mean, good for Chris Bryant though. Got his ring, got his bag. Now he's just enjoying the uh, nice, nice Denver air up there. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he he had the opportunity. I mean, if he was in Philly right now and getting injured as much as he was, I'm sure he'd been getting killed. Same thing with any other big market so for his sake in that kind of aspect that's a good for him but yeah it's unfortunate that he's hurt again hopefully he can return to something that he once was but yeah it doesn't look very promising someone else that was having a few promising weeks there and is now on the il with a uh left fibula stress fracture is riley green outfielder for Mm. the detroit tigers 95th percentile max exit below 84th average exit Baseball Savant page, very red over the past two weeks, was batting 311 with a 982 OPS. Now he's going to be missing a, a few weeks. So, you know, this might be – he's still only 22. He's kind of like a, a post-type sleeper where he, in in that Jared Kelnick uh, – put 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 a, put a quarter in the, in the Jared Kelnick jar for me there. I, I had mentioned his name before <laughs> you even. Uh, yeah, he was looking good. I was looking to pick him up. He, he's still available in my, my keeper league, so maybe I'll pick him up, stash him, and then – uh, I would advise you guys to do the same if, if that's uh, a possibility. Yeah, he he had some hot and cold stretches to start the year, but then now lately he's just been just been hot. Like so, he yeah, he's young enough and good enough that he is worth he's worth the ad if he gets dropped and if he's uh, on your roster right now, just use an IL spot for him. Like he's not he's not worth you dropping. You can ride it out and just wait till he comes back. Uh, and then other injury news just off the top of my head. I think I read O'Neill Cruz. They expect him to be coming out of his walking boot here soon. I think what it was. I, I so he's that's going into the walking boot or something. I think he's week. coming out of the walking boot. coming out of it? I remember correctly. I don't know. I, I, I... But, I mean, it's, po- it's positive O'Neill Cruz. Transition news. out of it, yes, uh, yep. next week. Yeah. So th- there's something to look still forward says, to there. Yeah, on the shelf sometime until sometime in August, which – Makes sense for for an injury like that. There, we're gonna have a stretch this year where both Ellie De La Cruz and O'Neill Cruz, hopefully, are out there at this. They, yeah, 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 you know what? I'm knocking on wood first. I'm knocking on wood. Knocking on wood. Ellie does have to be called up first, which should happen at some point. I mean, the Reds aren't even that far out of a playoff spot, so watch like, out for Cincinnati. Yeah, Reds. I know, like there's. 
isn't that crazy to think like we're June 1st and I mean, still early in the season, but June 1st and the Reds are actually like in the playoff hunt somewhat. So many teams are just so mediocre that everyone's like, it's the Rays and like, who's even good in the NL? The Dodgers, I guess. And then just like a, everyone yeah. else is like bunched up together. Another <laughs> young player, we should, another young, exciting player. We get an update on, on Tuesday is a Jazz Chisholm Jr., it's got to be reevaluated for his toe. He was initially given a timeline of four to six weeks. So she'll be back sometime in June, but we'll know probably more on Tuesday. Now for some streaming options. Uh, let's see here. Super Starry. What's up, man? Welcome to the show. Good to see you. New to baseball. Cool sport. Baseball is the coolest sport especially when you really get to know it, like baseball becomes so much cooler. There's a reason why baseball fun fans absolutely love the sport. Uh, but streaming options, I figure maybe we highlight uh, one that we like from Saturday, one that we like from Sunday, just to make it easy. Um, okay. And mine, first, just right out of the gate, Saturday, I'm going Kyle Bradish for the Baltimore Orioles. He is facing off against, dude, my game day app sucks. He is facing off against the San Francisco Giants and Anthony Desclafani, who I also like. I've mentioned him as a streaming, a somewhat streaming option for ESPN leagues a few times. Uh, Bradish isn't blowing anybody out of the water. Two and one with a three, eight, nine ERA. But uh, he's really only had a couple hiccup starts uh, against the Red Sox. He, two, there are two innings, gave up seven runs back on April 25th. That kind of killed him. And then the 23rd against the Yankees, he gave up four in five innings. But outside of that, there's a whole lot of not giving up any runs. Doesn't strike the most batters out, but we talk about it all the time with streaming options. You're not looking to find, like, who's who's the pitcher that's going to score the most points on Saturday that I can find on the waiver wire? Like, who's going to be the number one overall pitcher? You're just looking for a solid guy that can go out there and get you a quality start with a handful of strikeouts. And, I, and can perceivably get you a win. And I think Gibson gives you an excellent chance at all of those things. Yeah, uh, I do have one for Friday that just popped up. Uh, Edward Cabrera starting Friday against oh, Oakland. So if you don't have him, if he's available, pick him up. Should get some strikeouts and hopefully a win for, for the Marlins there against uh, Oakland. Then on Saturday, I just had one. Or maybe it's Sunday looking ahead. Uh, Brady Singer is at home against Colorado. He's been mm -hmm. up and down, but against a Rockies team at home should be decent. And also uh, Ben Lively has been great in two starts against the Cardinals yes. and Red Sox. He'll be at home. Or, yeah, at home at Great American Bar Ballpark against Milwaukee. So maybe not the greatest matchup at home, but, I mean, he hasn't been a, a problem so far for him. First, I'm not going to lie. Okay, so I said Gibson at the end of the last, at the end of my last little picture. I'm talking about Kyle Bradish, not Gibson. Not Kyle Gibson. Yeah. Kyle Bradish. But so for Sunday, um, tell me if I'm crazy here. Does Ranger Suarez against the Nationals, doesn't that feel like it should be a good matchup? It, it does feel like it should be a good matchup. He had a, a good last start, six and two-thirds, one earned, four strikeouts. Yeah, that, that's... Uh, a great find there. Yep. That's, I think that's who I'm going to go with. I mean, 0 and 2, 7, 1, 3 ERA doesn't look pretty on paper, pretty widely available in most fantasy leagues. But the Washington Nationals aren't great. And so if you want to go just purely based off of matchups, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Ranger Suarez has got a shot there to be good. And then if you want to go beyond that, like if you're like, oh man, I'm not really feeling that. Good luck somewhere else. Mike Soroka for the Braves. Yeah. He had a good he had a good first start. Don't let the the six ERA fool you. Uh, he went like five innings without giving up any runs, and then he gave up four runs in the sixth. Uh, shit happens. But for five innings, he looked great. Changeup looked great. Uh, and, I mean, pitches for Atlanta, who's going to give him plenty of run support. They are playing Arizona, which uh, tougher matchup. Uh, and he's going against Zach Gallen. So it is going to be a very tough matchup, but I think it's going to end up being a low-scoring game. So even if he's unable to get a win, I think a quality start is still still on the table for somebody like Mike Soroka. And a lot of people may have been turned away by, by the four runs that he gave up last game. So maybe this is your chance to sneak in there and, and get you some uh, Mike Soroka love. Yeah. It was good to see Soroka uh, return to the mound there. And yeah, Arizona is, you know, they're, they were pretty hot, but I don't know if they're really still that imposing of a matchup. Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. Ranger Suarez, the, the Phillies should be pretty big favorites in that game. If, if you just are looking for a win. Oh, what does this say? Uh, super. Uh, how can you guys stream? We stream three days a week. It is normally Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. Uh, this week it's Monday, Thursday, and I think we're going to try and sneak one in on Sunday. So I guess that'll be the start of next week. But I'm going to yeah, count we, it as this week. We stream when we want to. Yeah. Yeah. Three times a week, though. We're here three times a week. Uh, if you hit that follow button, you'll get a nice little notification every time we go live. We got a lot of cool guests that come on here. We talk a lot of fun baseball stuff, just whatever's on our mind. And especially if you like fantasy baseball, we're down to, I mean, we, we give a lot of good insight into that as well. But yeah. So I think those are our, those are our streaming options for this mm-hmm. weekend. I mean, if you follow those, pick your favorite couple and roll with them and see how they pan out. Me and Ryan have been behind the scenes, keeping track of how our streaming options have been doing. And I will say, we got a pretty damn successful record when it comes to that. So uh, we're not just saying this shit to say it. We really are about this fantasy baseball life. That was the stupidest thing I've ever said on this podcast, <laughs> but we're just going to roll with it. Uh, but you guys make sure you hit the follow button, whether it's on YouTube, it's on Twitter, uh, it's on Twitch, wherever you're watching, hit the follow button. So you're always notified uh, whenever we go live something that I heard on a podcast today because I am a podcast junkie. I listen to a lot of different podcasts. Something that I heard them say on that podcast was uh, hitting follow may not seem like much to you, but it's to helping us continue to grow. Uh, We're starting to chart all over the world, which is crazy to say, Uh, but we're, we're, we're worldwide now, baby. Uh, We're charting all over the place and hitting that subscribe button, that follow button, downloads all of that stuff goes a long way to helping us so if you guys can do that wherever you are listening greatly appreciate it uh make sure you follow our twitter at fake baseball the coolest at on twitter uh hit us up on youtube fake baseball money same on twitch fake baseball money i've been trying to do a better job of getting some content up on on the youtube like shorts and things of that nature we got clips from the show i make random fun little videos as well when i'm bored that i throw up there and on, uh, instagram too uh fake yes yeah, on instagram fake, yeah fake baseball I money, I believe instagram. yeah there we go 
So we're everywhere. And we got a Facebook too. Just search fake baseball money. You'll find us. We are there. Uh, I mean, you got anything going on the rest of the week, Ryan? Um, no, I'm just working. Stanley Cup final Saturday should be fun. Uh, hopefully the Panthers win that, but we'll, we'll see. I see. I'm a, I'm a Golden Knights guy. Uh, I'll, I'll be happy either way, but I'll be a lot happier if the Panthers win. <laughs> Let's just say that. <laughs> that you're wild. Yes. I'll, we'll be happy. Yeah. If the Panthers win. Uh, as for me, I have my weekly preview for fantasy pros coming out this evening. I have been a bit lazy, so I'm going to work on that once this is over with this recording. Uh, I'm going to highlight the teams and players for next week that I like and don't like. Weekly waiver wire article for Fantasy Pros coming out on Sunday. But outside of that, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Balake, B-U-H-H-L-O-C-K-A-Y-E. And you can follow me on Twitter at Gilbert S-O-P. And we'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Oh,